Welcome to CISN Radio, a production of Central Iowa Sports Network, your home for local sports. Today we dive into week two of Friday Night Football here in Central Iowa as Paul Yeager covers the Ankeny and Ankeny Centennial Crosstown rivalry with Coach Ryan Prezetti and Rick Nelson. Then our own Blake Walker and Dar Danielson talk to Southeast Polk's Brad Zelenovich and Valley's Gary Swenson for the big matchup in West Des Moines. We'll then check in with Dowling's Tom Wilson as they head to Waukee Northwest and face Corey Kapatovich's Wolves. Let's get started this week with Paul Yeager as he chats with Ryan Pizzetti from Ankeny Centennial. Back here on the pregame show, that's uh, co-head coach Ryan Pizzetti. Coach, when you look at the tape from last week to prepare for this week. What did you take that you wanted to repeat for the guys in the way they performed last Friday? You know what, we played a real good team last Friday in Indianola. They'll they'll make a run at the 4A state title, there's no question about it. Uh, got some good individuals. They, they forced us to make some mistakes and we made some mistakes on our own that we worked on correcting all week. Uh, we, we found an identity we feel uh, within the, the quarters of the game last week and then looking forward to Thankfully, this week it doesn't get any easier. They're, they're outstanding. They have skilled kids all over the place. Uh, defensively, they th- they fly around, make plays, and it's going to be another challenge for us. Practice and understanding what you have is one thing. Seeing them in the in the game speed is another. When you say you found an identity, uh, was it running the ball? Was it throwing the ball? Was it a mix? You know, we got to mix it up. You know, Trenton really threw the ball well. Completed 67% of his passes. That's what we always look for on a Friday night. Uh, ran the ball decent at times, but but not consistently. And, and we we know to win any game, you're going to have to be very consistent in both phases. Uh, running the ball, uh, Morgan out with an injury. Eli Porter is going to he really kind of emerged as the game went on as a guy that you like. Yeah, he's he's a very talented young man. Uh, he's had some injury problems in previous years, and uh, we're just trying to keep him healthy this year. Uh, he's a very special running back uh, for us. He, he showed that on Friday night and. And uh, as we go forward, uh, hopefully things continue for him. Chase Shuddy emerged as a pretty good receiving target at tight end. Absolutely. Uh, Chase is a big body, a very athletic a basketball player, football player, high jumper and track, multi-sport athlete. Um, we, we've always known as, as, as he came to practice as a, as a child, he's one of our <laughs> managers, his dad's one of our coaches, uh, that he'd be a special athlete. He'd be a special football player. And uh, obviously on Friday night he, he made some plays and we're looking for him to be a big part of this offense this year. I can't get past the as a child because yes, I can remember yes. seeing him on the sidelines. I, I guess let's take a quick diversion. How important is that role of the, the ball boy? Uh, you have that program and a lot of those guys end up being the ones that play on Friday night. How important has that been to you? Oh, I, absolutely. Anytime you can get your youth involved, whether it's with camps, whether it's being a ball boy, go, going to their practices, uh, just just showing your face around it, it's it's a it's a monumental deal and uh, you know we, we like being around those kids uh, defensively don't want to uh, forget them uh, it looked like some of the same names had a lot of the same results as they had making a lot of big plays oh absolutely we, we put them in a tough spot though offensively uh, they were on the field a, a lot they had to defend some very talented young men for Indianola and you know if the more plays you defend, the higher probability that there's going to be a breakdown. And uh, we did have a couple, but overall our defense play, played well, we thought. And, and uh, going forward, they're going to have to improve. 
uh, new defensive coordinator. Uh, it also looked like maybe he got uh, a little more comfortable as it went on because you got the defense to get Indianola off the field late in the third and fourth quarters. Yeah, Co Cody Cooper's been part of our program for a long, long, long time. Uh, he's always been in, in the press box. He's on the field now. Uh, he is co-defensive coordinator for the past few years with uh, with Dave Jones. Dave uh, uh, retired. He's enjoying the, that life. I heard he's golfing a lot. Is that what golfing I heard? Golfing every day and enjoying that. Uh, but but Co Cody, uh, you know, being on the field is a lot different than being in the box. It, it really is. It, the game goes faster and there's a lot more distractions, and he did a great job. <laughs> it is. It's always different to see the game from the sidelines than it is from the booth. It is, for sure. Uh, tonight uh, against Ankeny, this is a game that, um, I mean, you coached there. We've you, Coach Nelson's not calling it a rivalry. Do you call it that? Oh, absolutely. You know, anytime you, you compete with a neighbor, uh, whether it's a childhood neighbor growing up or uh, Ankeny, Ankeny Centennial. Uh, it is a rivalry game. It's uh, no, no question about it. I know they want to win it, and so do we. And and uh, you know the team that makes uh, the least amount of mistakes and and puts nice drives together and plays good defense is going to win the game. Uh, this is a team that looks a little different defensively. You've only got one tape to go off of of the way this approach is. So in that sense, it's a little different, but it's still I'm guessing a lot of the same. Uh, type of looks that an Anthony it, gives you. It, it's not. It's uh, they changed their defense. Uh, it's it's pretty exotic to, to say the least, and uh, they're doing some very creative things with it. And we've seen these things in in the past, but it's it, there's a lot of movement, a lot of bodies going everywhere. Uh, their gap sound. Uh, sometimes they get two guys in one gap and bring guys off the edge. Uh, Want to put a lot of pressure on you, uh, but you know. When we execute our game plan, we just got to make sure that, that we're solid on what we want to do and, and move forward. All right, so exotic is one word. How would you describe their offense? Explosive. Uh, great quarterback, good running back, uh, nice uh, crew of receivers, offensive line. They have some really talented offensive linemen, so very dangerous, explosive. All right, so it looks, should be a fun game. Absolutely, be fun. <laughs> You're supposed to smile, right? Yeah. All right, that's uh, co-head coach Ryan Pizzetti. This is the pregame show continues here on CISM. Back here on the pregame show, head hawk Rick Nelson, coach of the Ankeny Hawks. Last week, uh, that Waukee game, when you look back at what you wanted to have the guys, let's start with the positive. Duplicate from last week. What did you want? Um, not to have about 25 mental errors in the first half. I said positive. Well... <laughs> <laughs> That's what we wanted. So we had a lot of mental errors. Um, didn't play extremely well. Um, had three turnovers, and we still won 26 to seven. So um, the second half, our kids played a lot better. Um, I don't know if it was just first game, but offensively, we're pretty um, veteran. Defensively, we're we're pretty young. They got us on a double pass. Um, and then they hit us for a long pass. That's really about all they had on offense. Um, and so then offensively, we just um, regrouped at halftime and uh, kids did a nice job. I don't think there was any panic. Um, I just knew that we could play uh, much better than what we had shown in the first half. So um, we were able to do that. And I think our kids felt pretty good about the second half of the football game. Defense. Uh you talked about new guys, double pass. That's usually one of those things that new guys are susceptible to more of that trick type play. 
how would you describe your defense this year? Because it's going to look different than, than what people have seen in the past. Yeah, we, um, we lost eight starters. I think five of them were All-State. So we've been pretty blessed the last two years on defense. Um, so we have some new kids. Um, we're not extremely big. So we spent some time, um, a lot of time, with a, a defensive coordinator from Stillwell or Stillwater, Oklahoma um, High School, and implemented their defense. So it's um, still based out of a three down, which we have done in the past, but the coverages are different. Um, I would say it's more of attacking defense than what we've done. Um, we're trying to force kids to play fast and, and make plays. Um, uh, opponents, you mean, for them to... Our, our kids play okay. fast. Okay. Um, you know, we, we tell them where they're going and they, just, they go. Um, so we, we hope that that will, will help our kids. I think we'll get better and better as we get into the season uh, running it. That is something, it looks more, I mean, you start thinking about physics, you're moving forward. It's almost opposite arena football with your defense, right? You're kind of moving forward at yeah. the snap and you get momentum then. Yeah, we, um, the guy has done an amazing job at uh, uh, Stillwater. Um, they have to play some really good schools in Oklahoma. So um, uh, they're a little bit like what we would be this year on defense. We don't have a lot of big guys. You know, we can't, we don't have those 300-pound D tackles. Um, and so they, they just, they run. They run and hit. And uh, that's what we're hoping to do. All right, uh, J-Mo, uh, Patton is uh, a new wrinkle, too, to your defense. Uh, what's he brought to you, both offensively and defensively? Well, he's, uh, he has to be one of the best kids in the state as far as athletically. And he's a really good football player. Um, he uh, has a nose for the football on defense, and he has really exceptionally hands on offense. Um, is he going to win the 100 meters, uh, you know, in, in the state of Iowa? Uh, I don't know. We won't probably put him in that anyway. But, I mean, he, he's fast. I don't know that he's, um, you know, faster than anybody in the state. But... Um, He's just, uh, you know, he's about 200 pounds and, and 6'2", and um, just an amazing young man. I mean, he's a super kid, and he, he really, um, he's like a gym rat, you know, like he's a kid that just, just you almost have to tell him, hey, stop doing something, just to rest. Give yourself a break, yeah. and, but that's also good. It sounds like maybe something younger kids can learn from about how hard he goes and how much work he puts in. Yeah, he's, uh, he was voted a captain. Um, you know, he was here and ran track and played baseball. He, the kids, he's just a neat kid. Um, he's a neat teammate. Um, I can't say enough good about him. So what about your quarterback? Uh, let's start with JJ. I mean, another year of him feeling like he's got the team on his shoulders. How's he responding to that? Well, he, he had some, uh, early in the first half, Waukee was taking away some things, um, and he forced a few things and, and threw, some, threw some interceptions. Um, and then the second half, he just settled down and um, played, it, played a really good game. So, uh, you know, for him, it's just making sure that he can – I don't know if there's any quarterback in our state that can throw, make the throws that he can. So um, just 
make sure that you're going through your progressions, and he's going to be fine. He's, uh, I think he'll have a real good game against Centennial. Last year, that, and he played really well against Waukee, struggled against Centennial, and then it was just lights out after that. Um, so, uh, once again, he's a young man, too, that really uh, works hard at it, studies a lot of film, throws a lot. He's, he's, a, he's a real competitor. Not a gym rat, a video rat. Video, a little <laughs> bit of everything. He, uh, you know, he likes he likes to throw the football, and um, you know he's he, he's going to be a really a, a solid player for us. Um, uh, lastly, on Centennial specifically, uh, they're still trying to find a little bit of an identity, run back running back by committee. But does it look similar concepts to the past with them? Um, they always seem to play us different. Um, they threw the ball some against Indianola. We think they're going to just pack it in and, and run the football. That's what they've done to us almost every year we've played them. So um, we did get to see the last couple of years a game before we played them. Usually we were the first game. but um, So against Indianola, I think they maybe threw it a little bit more than we think they're going to throw it against us. We think they'll run it. Um, they've got that Porter kid. He looks really fast. Um, so I think they'll try to get the ball to him. Uh, he looks like he's one of their, their better players on offense. All right, that's Rick Nelson. He's the head coach of the Ankeny Hawks. We're here with Coach Zelenovich with Southeast Polk. Uh, coach, first, congratulations on the win last week. Let's talk about that. That's three straight wins over Dowling. That's a huge feat, especially for how good Dowling's been the last couple of years. Talk about what you guys can take away from that game and what surprised you the most from your offense and your defense overall. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think, you know, you go into the opener, um, you know, trying to create an identity and who we are and trying to figure some things out and, you know, had some new faces playing some key roles for us. So, you know, as a coach, you, you never know or feel like you're quite ready. You know, there's always things to do and things to cover. But, you know, to go on the road and beat a, a really good team, you know, at their place uh, is obviously, you know, better than the alternative. So um, I thought we did some things well, obviously, you know, looking at the film uh, over the weekend. You know, we've got a lot of things that, you know, we need to clean up, uh, you know, some turnovers, some short fields, some, some substitution things on, on our special teams. And then I don't know how well we tackled, um, you know, gave up some big plays. But all in all, you know, proud of the way we responded to some adversity, you know, kind of went back and forth there in the first half. And uh, they took the lead, you know, with about two minutes to go. And then we answered with a big drive right before half. And I think that kind of, you know, gave us a little bit of momentum going in the locker room and then, you know, kind of had our way there a little bit for the third and, the, you know, first part of the fourth quarter. So, yeah, it's, it was a great win for us, um, obviously, you know, looking for improvement as we enter week two. Uh, but, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, another opportunity this week. Touch on your backfield. Uh, Moberly and Sama were pretty much unstoppable. Sama obviously had a huge week, but talk about Moberly and, you know, stepping into this quarterback role and how he handled week one. Yeah, no, I thought, you know, he had, he, you know, admittedly so after the game, you know, had some nerves, you know, first ever varsity start in a great environment, you know, kind of had that look in his eye a little bit. But, you know, once he got settled in and gotten in a rhythm, you know, I thought he did some great things, extended some plays with his feet, you know, getting outside of the pocket, um, you know, got the ball out on time uh, there and, uh, you know, gave it to our guys and let them go make plays. So um, all in all, you know, minus the, the one turnover, you know, which he knows he's got to clean up. I thought he commanded the game well. You know, I thought our guys responded uh, to him well. And, uh, you know, as the game got on, uh, as the game went on, you know, I think he got better and better. And, and so you can't uh, – there's no substitute for experience. So, 
you know, we felt like and, and feel like he's, he's going to be a really good player. And, um, you know, he, he got his feet wet a little bit last Friday and heading back to the same venue this week. And, you know, hopefully he will continue to improve. You guys play Valley now in that venue. Valley gets the win over Waukee Northwest 17 to 7. Talk about what you kind of see about them on film. They obviously aren't the same team as they were last year, lost a lot from last year's team, but you handled them last year. What's the outlook going toward this week based on what you saw on film in week one? Well, you know, I think they would uh, admittedly uh, admit that they had some mistakes too, you know, with uh, some turnovers and kind of the first game stuff that everybody goes through, right? I mean, it, it's really hard to simulate the speed of a 5A game uh, within a practice setting. So uh, they're extremely talented. I mean, West Des Moines Valley is, is, is the standard in terms of 5A programs and Coach Swenson and the job that he has done. Um, tremendous, um, you know, good athletes, you know, the running backs, a big, strong kid quarterbacks, a good athlete, you know, a dual threat type of guy. And then they got, you know, some elite speed on the perimeter with the price kid and, and, um, you know, the, the Hutchison kid both can, can hurt you, you know, in the vertical passing game. Um, they're obviously always well coached and physical, you know, similar style to what, you know, we're trying to do here. And, you know, defensively, they're always sound, you know, they're in the right spot. Uh, they run really well uh, and, and they're good tackling. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's tough. You know, they're a good football team. Uh, we'll have our hands full, you know, looking forward to, you know, getting off to a good start, you know, and answering, you know, the, the, the bell, so to speak, in terms of uh, the excitement of them coming back home off a big win on the road themselves. And um, it'll be a definite challenge for our guys. What's the message to your team? You guys, obviously, you're state champions, defending state champions. You have that target on your back. What's the message that you send to your team this week, especially after a big win like last week? Yeah, you know, I mean, um, it, it's, uh, you know, last year's last year. I know, I know that was, that was, that was special for those guys, but you know, like you said earlier, like we talked about, you know, it's a completely different football team with new faces and, and some key roles. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we continue to improve just like every other program and every other head coach, you know, the, the week one to week two improvement uh, is, is huge you know, cleaning up the mistakes, the penalties, um, you know, the turnovers, the substitution things, you know, the things that we can control, you know, that's been, um, you know, the message this week, controlling what we can control, uh, worrying about, you know, ourselves, being detail-oriented, taking care of the football, being physical on both sides of the ball, and and, and then go go see what happens. But, uh, you know, Valley poses a, a challenge for our guys. Our guys uh, know that, um, you know, there hasn't been any type of complacency uh, set in, you know, they're cited for, for another opportunity and, and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have a definite challenge uh, with those guys. Coach, we wish you the best of luck against Valley and thanks for chatting with us today. Yep. Thanks. All right. Joining us is Valley head coach, uh, Gary Swenson. And let's first uh, talk about the uh, season opener. You guys get the win there. Um, how would you grade it? What'd you like? What did, didn't you like about that game? Well, obviously the thing I liked the most was the fact that we were able to come back and, and win the football game. We, we trailed for a good part of that game, deservedly. So we had we put the ball on the ground a few times. I guess the thing that helped us, uh, Northwest was doing the same thing. They, they really got us back in the game fumbled to us a couple times in scoring position. We took advantage. I think we turned a couple turnovers into 10 points, a field goal and a touchdown. We weren't able to capitalize on one of them, but it was a sloppy game, which 
you don't like, but you kind of understand at times when it's the first week. And if you can win through mistakes against, they're a good team. They're, I would, I would say that them and us are very comparable when it comes to the amount of talent we have on our rosters and the production that we both probably can expect from our athletes. So hopefully, you know, I think both of us hope to be playoff teams and have winning seasons, but we're going to have to play better, obviously, than we did on Friday. So how have the, you know, the um, corrections and things you've done this week, how's that gone? Well, we had to turn our thoughts to a pretty good team for this week right away. I mean, we, we come in on Sundays and evaluate the film with players. And then we do a walkthrough, do some light conditioning. And by the time we got to Monday, we had moved on from that Joaquin Northwest game and we're focusing totally on Southeast Polk. Some of the, some of the issues that we had in the Northwest game weren't specific to Joaquin Northwest. They were just general sloppy mistakes that you will get at times early in the season so correcting those things is an ongoing process and we're still at it well uh speaking of southeast polk uh you look at abu sama he's got to be one of the big keys there because he seems to be uh saw in the very first play he broke out of there and and containing him has got to be one of the the big keys uh, defensively anyway isn't it Without question. I mean, he's one of the most, uh, probably not one of the most, I would say he's the most dynamic athlete in the state. When you look at what he has done as a track athlete, and then now as a football athlete, I mean, I'm not sure if he wanted to focus on track alone, he wouldn't be in, a, in, in the Olympics at some point. He's that good as a long jumper and then as a football player, that performance he put on against a very good Dowling team was more than impressive. He, he's just really good. They, their roster is really just chock full of some outstanding high school football players. And then you got a couple guys like Sama and Proctor who you could put them on any high school roster in the country and they would be stars. I mean, obviously by their recruitment and all the offers and everything, they, they're just really good. And they, they're not the only two good players on that football team. They've got a lot of them. So is the key to keeping close, not letting them get too far out? Well, that would be great. You know, the last two years, we were out of the game before the first quarter was done. We were down two touchdowns last year, five minutes into the game, and we never recovered. Now, I, I would attribute that to the eventual state champions just handled us. And then two years ago when they were in the finals but didn't win, it was a similar type start for us. That one we kind of did ourselves in with mistakes, but – good teams will force you into those mistakes and we're just going to do our best stay in the game and get off to a fast start if we can, but let's face it. They're, they're a good, good football team. All righty coach. Well, we appreciate you joining us. No, it's busy preparing here and uh, 
good luck to you here against Southeast Polk on Friday night. Thank you very much, Dar. That's Coach Gary Swenson of Valley High School. So we're here with Coach Wilson of Downland Catholic. Uh, Coach, thanks for your time. We'll start with last week. Obviously not the result you were looking for with the loss to Southeast Polk. Um, let's talk about that game just a little bit. You guys hung around there in the first half. It was a close game. And then Southeast Polk pulls, pulls away here in the second half. Just kind of hit on that game and what you guys can improve on the most from last week and what if there was some positives you saw from last week. Well, I think at the end of the day, we were in the ball game against a really, really good opponent. And, you know, we had a couple of scoring opportunities in the first half that we didn't take advantage of. But if you look at it, a few minutes uh, left to go in the first half, we're up 17-14, and then they score, and they're up 21-17 going into the half. And really what we needed to do was to – to get a stop and, and then do something with the ball at that point in time. And we did get a stop and uh, then didn't do anything offensively with the football at that point. And then, you know, after that, we were playing from behind most of the way and um, obviously abandoned the run and, and really started trying to, to ride Jackson Smolik a little bit and, and uh, what he can do for our offense. But um, I think a lot of credit has to go to Southeast Polk. They're very good. Uh, at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, they've got a division one running back. And I thought their, their junior quarterback had a, an efficient night and a good night. And, you know, we weren't good enough to beat Polk at this time. And, you know, our job is to try to get better, maybe get a little bit healthier and, and see what we can be as we move forward throughout the year. Do you have any positives that you wanted to take away from Friday? I know Jackson played well for the most part. Was yeah. there anything else that kind of stood out for you? You know, I think at the end of the day, we scored, you know, 24 points against a, a defense that I think is is pretty good. And um, we were in the ball game against the the uh, defending state champs, and uh, they're going to be a tough out again this year. So um, I think if anything, we can take some positives away that, you know, we're, we're with those teams. We may not be ready to beat them yet, but uh, we're at least with them right now. Let's look ahead to this Friday. You guys play Walkie Northwest. You won last year's game against them 17 to 10, but Jackson Smolik did not play. Uh, let's talk about them just a little bit. They lost to Valley 17 to 7. Of the film that you've looked at, what stands out to you most about Walkie Northwest? Well, I think offensively, um, you know, I think they've got a quarterback that can move around, is athletic. Uh, can run the ball, uh, mixes in the pass, uh, probably wasn't as efficient as what they'd like him to be uh, in that first ball game, but I'm sure Valley had something to do with that. Um, running back, I think, is a bigger physical kid that runs hard. Um, I think they do a pretty good job at the line of scrimmage. Winter, who they moved to center, I think is a really good player. Um, and then, you know, defensively, I think defensive line-wise, they're they're pretty good. They returned some experience at linebacker. I think two of those three guys played a lot a year ago. Uh, and, you know, I think in the secondary, I think that their, their athletic stats, their, their safety uh, flashes on defense and, and also on special teams. So, um, you know, I think punter kicker, they're, they're really good too. So um, I think they're a good football team. Obviously they came up short versus Valley um, and uh I'm sure that there's a lot of things that they would like to do differently. And as you mentioned, it was a close game a year ago, and uh, we figure we'll go there and have our hands full. 
So you guys come away from last week with the loss. Last thing or last season, it was the same way. Lost Southeast Polk week one. What's the message going into this next week, talking to your team during practice and whatnot to keep the mood up and keep them confident going forward? Yeah, I just think we have to improve an awful lot from week one to week two. And I know a lot of coaches say that uh, a year ago, we're in a totally different situation. And the fact that, you know, we'd lost our quarterback and, and uh, we were trying to create a new identity for ourselves. And, you know, we think we have a pretty good understanding of what we have on offense. We've got to, you know, tackle better has been a point of emphasis. Um, you know, Sama had a lot to do with that, but I think as a whole, we didn't tackle very well. And, um, you know, our kids have come back this week uh, ready to get to work, and, and we realize that there's not many breaks in our schedule. Well, Coach, we wish you the best of luck tonight, and uh, thanks for chatting with us. All right, thank you. Joining us now is the Waukee Northwest coach and Coach uh, Let's talk a little bit first, uh, assess that uh, opening game. Uh, how do you think you did? Well, it was a tough loss. I mean, I think we went into the game expecting to win the game. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we think that every game we go into, but, uh, but it was a tough loss. I mean, you know, Valley's a really good team, really good program. So, I mean, we, we knew that going into it. And, uh, you know, we just, we turned the ball over five times and didn't make any plays on offense when, when we had chances to. And, uh, so, so disappointing loss, but, but, you know, we have to learn from it and move on because, you know, every, every week's uh, going to be a tough game just like that. But, you know, but credit to Valley. I mean, they, they came in and, and they won the game. Not to make excuses, but were those some of those first game things too that you get where your execution is just quite as sharp as you want? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I know, I know Valley, you know, Valley probably say the same thing. They had some, some turnovers on offense, you know, we did too, but um but you know, yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, we just you just got to find ways in games like that. You got you got to find ways to win. I mean, we're going to be in close games like this all year. You know, I think I think we're you know I think we played pretty well on defense. Our special teams played well. Now we just have to find ways to make plays and and win those close games. Well, then doesn't get any easier this week, is it? When you <laughs> go up against uh, no. this team, they lost, but they, it was a good. Uh, tight ball game with another top team, which they all are in this league. So yeah, you got another big challenge ahead, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, Dowling's just, just like Valley. I mean, they've won what's, you know, seven state titles in the last 10 years. So, uh, you know, good program. I mean, you know, they, they just reload every year, lots of talent, very well coached. So it's going to be another, another challenging game on Friday, but we're excited about the opportunity and, and we've had a good week of practice so far. What do you think you have to do against, against them to be successful then? Well, I think kind of, well, first of all, we have to take care of the ball. I mean, we can't, we can't turn, the, we can't beat anybody, turn the ball over five times. So we have to take care of the ball first and foremost. I think we have to continue to play great defense and special teams. Uh, you know, that we, we, we've got to, obviously they've got a really good quarterback. We, we've got to be able to contain him. And then offensively, we just, we got to make some plays. Um, you know, we had opportunities there on Friday night to, to have some big plays and, and, and we weren't able to do that. So, you know, if, if we can do all those things and, and fix some of our mistakes, I, I think we'll, you know, I think we'll, we'll be okay. Uh, we, I think we talked about a little bit uh, last week and how, you know, this first game, you don't really have any any um, tape or video of the new people they put in and that. But this week you have that. Does that help a little bit in preparation or is it more about what you do to, to get your, your mistakes or things corrected? Yeah, I think certainly that helps. I mean, it helps have an idea of what you're going to see. Um, but at the same time, like like you just said, I mean, right now, I mean, we're really just focused on us and us getting better. Uh, that that's been the focus this week in practice, and, and so you know we, we've we've got enough stuff on. I mean, obviously, you have to be you have to be prepared for whoever you're playing. 
But right now we're just really focused on us getting better. And I think you learned a little bit last year. It, it It's a long season. You hate losing, but if you're moving in the right direction and keep working, those wins are going to come, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, last year, that's we just have to, had to stay the course to make sure we're playing our best football at the end of the year, which I think we were last year. At the same time, I mean, when you have such a tough schedule, you got to win some games to get in the playoffs. But, um, you know, we want to be in a position at the end of the year where we're playing our best football and, and, and can make a run. And, you know, I, you know, you look at a team like Valley, you know, every year, that's, that's what they do. I mean, they, they get better throughout the year and they're always playing really well at the end of the year. And that's something that we need to do as well. All right, Coach, we appreciate you joining us here once again and good luck on Friday night. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for week two of Friday Night Football. Be sure to join us next week as we look at week three of the Central Iowa football games on CISN TV. CISN Radio is a production of Central Iowa Sports Network, where we stream live local sports for free on YouTube. Be sure to follow the CISN TV channel on YouTube. And Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates and local schedules. CISN Radio is produced by David Mabel with executive producer Peter Tarpey.